Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You are worthy, Lord, and you are worthy, Lord, right now. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. I'm thankful for the rock this morning. The rock of our salvation. Amen. I'm so happy to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Amen. Amen. If you have your Bible, we want to turn to the book of Jonah this morning. Amen. We want to look at Jonah chapter number 1. to look at verse number 2. Jonah chapter 1 and verse number 2, and it reads, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah rose up to flee into Tarshish. From the presence of the Lord and went down to Joppa, and he found a ship going to Tarshish, so he paid the fare thereof and went down into it to go with them into Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated this morning. Amen. This morning, we want to look at this account in the scripture. Jonah, as we read just now, had heard from the Lord, and he took the word of the Lord, and he ignored it, and he went about to do his own thing, he went the different direction which God had told him to do, he went and tried to flee from what God had placed in his heart to do, and as you read on in the rest of the book, you'll find that Jonah got on to the ship, the ship went out to sea, God had a great storm come. The men on the ship began to get scared. And they were asking each other, what, what have you guys been doing? What's going on here? Who has done evil in the sight of God that this would come upon us? And they began asking, and they, they could not find the reason, so they found Jonah asleep in the boat. And they woke him up, and they said, Who are you? What God do you serve? What wickedness have you done? And after deciding the fact that it was him, they said, well, what are we going to do? And Jonah said, just throw me over the boat. <laughs> and they, they said, no, we're going to press on. The Bible says they, they said, we're going to row and try just to get to land. And the Bible says they could not because of the storm. They could not make it. And so finally they said, Lord, not, don't let this innocent blood be upon our hands. And over the boat he goes. <laughs> and as he goes over, God had this all planned out accordingly. The Bible says that he had a great fish waiting to swallow up Jonah. Then it says that Jonah was in the belly of this great fish for three days and three nights. And then it says, the next verse, it says, then he prayed. Then he realized here, okay, I'm going to stop running. I'm going to stop fighting. I'm going to stop going against what God is trying to show me here, trying to get me to see here. And I'm going to go ahead and humble myself. I'm going to go ahead and listen to what he's saying. And I'm going to realize that I, my situation here is not going to get any better until I turn it over to him. 
But see, what bothers me is the fact that, number one, that he ran from the presence of the Lord. And number two, that after being swallowed up in the great fish, that it took him three days to finally pray. Three days. And it describes in there, he described how, he, 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 how horrible it was. Okay? You got to imagine it was, it was dark. It was nasty. It was stinky. It was, you know, you sure it was a nice stale air going on in there. No freshness going on in the, in the belly of the whale. Okay? With all the garbage and all the digestion and all the filth. Okay? Down in there, there's not, that's not a pleasant place to be. Jonah described that very vividly. It was not a pleasant place to be. But all the while, he didn't pray. Sitting there, sulking, sitting there, you know, oh, man, you know, arguing in his mind and, and getting upset because, you know, here he is realizing sometimes you think in your mind that you're going to beat God that you're going to outsmart him and that you're going that your way is going to work and you're going to keep doing it to prove everybody wrong that nobody else is what they're talking knows what they're talking about and then you find yourself in a situation like this and then you got too much pride to admit the fact oh I made a wrong decision oh I, I I've taken a wrong turn here so it took him three days to finally fess up okay I shouldn't have done this. And then he prayed, and then he cried out to God, and then God made a way of escape. It wasn't a pleasant way of escape, but it was a way of escape. Okay? And then he finally listened to what God said. God told him again, you go to Nineveh, and you preach, and you tell them. And he went, and he did it, and you know what the people did? They obeyed the word. They humbled themselves. They, 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 everybody, the king and everybody, they prayed, and they made you know, repentance in their heart. And God overlooked them, and God forgave them for that. And then what did Jonah do? He got mad. And then the Scripture says, Jonah said, this is what I was talking about. <laughs> he says, I knew that you are the great God. I knew that you had great forgiveness and that you were going to overlook them. And, and I, it was just a waste of my time to go and do this. I knew you were going to do this. And see, that's the problem. See, he thought in his mind, oh, I already know what's going to happen. There's no sense of me wasting my time and, and, and what I've got going on. Why should I put that aside to go do something when I already know what God's going to do? Okay. And see, so many times we find ourselves trying to make the decisions for God. Saying, oh, I know how this is going to work out. I know what, how this is going to be, so I'm not going to bother with it. And I'm not going to get involved with it. Okay. We don't know how things are going to be. We don't know the way and the reason why God has everything the way it's supposed to be. That's not our place to try to decide. It's not our place to put in our two cents. But what we do know is what God has given us. We do know what God has placed us in this day. And so that is our responsibility. So whatever it is God's given us, that means we do it. You look outside this morning and you will see the sun. It is up in the heavens and it is shining down upon us. Now why is that? That is because God said, here you are. This is your job. You're going to shine. and You're going to, 
You know, the sun has many purposes, and in, this is what you're going to do. So it placed it there. And, and on the other side right now, the moon is doing exactly what it's supposed to be doing, and the stars as well, and everything else around us, the trees, everything is in its place doing its job. And in doing that, it's praising God. As the trees blow, it's, it, they're praising God, doing what God has placed them to do. Okay? And now, but us in our lives, the Bible says that we have an option. We have a decision to make, whether we're going to praise God and do what He has given us to do, or we're going to do our own thing. We have that opportunity today to do what God wants us to do, or to do what we want to do. I want to make sure that in what God has given me this day, that I'm doing what He wants me to do. Making sure that my, my fulfill, my, I'm fulfilling what God has placed in me. To Making sure that He has given me a day to worship Him. That I'm going to worship Him. He's given me another day with everything that I, that I have. And I want to make sure I'm investing that into His kingdom. And not into my own will. Not into my own ideas. Not into something that will benefit me. But rather I'm going to put it into His kingdom to benefit His kingdom. I'm not trying to hold a reserve and, and gather things up for myself. That's what, you know, a lot of people try to do. That's what kind of what Jonah was trying to do. He's saving up his time and his energy. I don't want to go waste it on something when I know what you're going to do anyways. See, that's, that's such a horrible perspective. It's such an evil perspective. Sinful perspective. How do you want to look at it? It's wrong. You, you have to understand that every single day that God gives us is by His grace. Only by His grace. And that, that day that He gives us, it's only meant to be used for His purpose and for His benefit. Amen. And every day that, that we wake up, we need to recognize that and understand that, that we're here for a different reason than what we think sometimes. And that we've got to get ourselves out of the way that we can do what God wants us to do. Another place in the scripture where somebody had a horrible perspective was in the book of Acts. The Bible says there was a man by the name of Simon. The Bible says that, 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 he, that Peter and the, and the apostles were preaching. And this Simon, he came along and said that he was messed with sorcery and different things of that nature and that the people believed him thought he was some great person because of the things that he had done and here Simon saw the real thing being done saw the Holy Ghost moving in people's lives and he actually was convinced of himself to be baptized he was baptized and after being baptized he saw the disciples laying hands on people and praying for people and people were receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost and he said oh let me give you some money so I can get this great gift that you have okay bad perspective there right <laughs> didn't realize that this isn't something that can be bought this isn't something that is of that nature it only comes from God but see he was looking at himself saying ooh man you know what kind of money I could bring in if I can do these kind of things man they, I'm making a ton off of what I've got now but with I had this little tool wow you know thinking of himself ok 
Okay, that's not what this is about. This isn't about us. I want my perspective. I want my reasons for doing things. I want my motivation or my motive to be pure and right. And it is about us and the fact that we have responsibilities in our life, things that we need to take care of, things that we need to put in place, things that we need to make right. Amen. I want to be right in the sight of God. I want my motives to be pure in the sight of God. I don't want there to be anything else besides that. It doesn't take but just a second for the devil to come creeping in. It doesn't take but just a, a, a just one decision that you come up with that, that completely throw off the course in which God has placed for you to be on. Amen. I don't want I don't want that. I don't want that. There's no place for that. This old flesh wants to control everything. Wants to control every decision. Wants to control what you do, where you go, what you're hanging around with, the conversations you have. Wants to control that. Because, see, if it is controlling, if the devil is controlling those things, then he's, you're going to do exactly what he wants you to do. Right? It's the old illustration of the puppet master, right? Yeah, the little strings are tied and it's moving, and the, the puppet's just doing what the, the person on top is doing. And that's what the devil wants to do with your life. And as long as you allow the string to be attached or the sin to be attached to your life, he's going to control everything in your life. All of your decisions he's going to control. And you're not going to be able to stop. You're not going to be able to not go because, because you're going to be wrapped up and consumed with it. Jonah was consumed with what he thought. He did not want to listen to God. He did not want to listen when the Word of God came. He simply did not care because he was consumed with his idea and what he thought. That's a very bad place to be at. What you think. We don't, we don't think right. <laughs> we don't make the right decisions. And for those that have been baptized this morning and received the Holy Ghost, you can look back and see, I made wrong decisions. I made bad choices. I, I, but you can look back now and see, oh, man, why did I do that? Why, why did I allow that to happen in my life? But at the time, you thought it was great. At the time, you thought everything was going the way that it was supposed to be going and everything was going to work out and everything would be great. But after the fact, after God's opened your mind and your understanding, now you can look back and see, oh, my word, <laughs> what was that? You see, that's where the devil wants us to be, just consumed with other things besides God's word and his commandment. Wants us to flee from the word of God, run from it, leave it behind, try to escape. But you will find very quickly that you're not going to escape from God. You're not going to escape from the call of God on your life. The devil wants to make everybody think, oh, you can get away with it. Or you can do your thing. It'll be okay. Everything will work out. It's not going to work out. Never will it work out. And even if you feel that you're going to get by for a, a certain amount of time, you're going to 
have to stand before God. You're going to have to answer for the decisions, and you're going to have to, you know, what's your excuse going to be? What, what, what are you going to come up with to stand before God and answer for what you have done? What's that going to be? I don't want that. I want to just humble myself right now. I don't want to have to be in the belly of the whale to understand, oh, my word, I've made some bad decisions. We've all made some bad decisions. That's no reason to keep yourself from God and rob yourself of His blessing because you think that you're a bad person. Everybody's made mistakes. But it just takes you having the ability to, number one, forgive yourself. Say, okay, okay, I realize now. I'm going to go ahead and get things right now. That's all that matters. It doesn't do any good to talk about the past. It doesn't do any good to, to bring up all the bad things. That doesn't do any good. Nothing is going to be accomplished by that. But repentance, telling God, I'm sorry for these things. I don't want these things in my life. I don't want to be a part of these things. I don't want them to have control of me. I don't want to be involved with them. And then walking and leaving things behind, that will do something in your life. That is going to be what brings change to your life. But reflecting and bringing up and, and stirring up and all the bad, that doesn't do any good. All that does is get emotions involved. All that does is get things stirred up that don't need to be stirred up. And they get, it is just a heyday for the devil. Because it just, you know, keeps you tied, keeps you connected with those things I don't want connection with those things I don't want any part I don't want any association I don't want to be I don't want to be um, involved with not just involved with I don't want people to see and think oh oh oh, oh that's something he does or, or I don't want any of it nothing that's what God separated me from and there's a reason why he separated me from that because that was going to send me to a place I didn't want to go. I want to go to heaven this morning. And I feel in the Holy Ghost, everybody here wants to go to heaven this morning. And so that means we make the right decisions. We choose the right things. We go the right places. We, we, we try our best to do those things. Amen. And not to run from the presence of God. Not to flee from the presence of God. But that's going to be our first reaction every time. Because it's different. Because it feels a little weird to us. Because we're afraid of people are going to see who we really are. We like hiding behind the mask of ourself. Okay? I remember <laughs> a time or two. <laughs> I remember one particular time of, of uh, I, I was scared to repent I was scared of what God was going to do and I was afraid everybody was going to find out I was afraid that that you know I was going to be put on a spotlight and so I just kept hiding I kept you know doing my thing trying to keep myself you know in check in a way but it was just an absolute you know lie and and everybody saw it but me and here I thought I'm I'm fooling everybody <laughs> nobody can see me and see what I'm doing and everybody could see it because of my spirit, okay? You ain't going to hide sin in your life. It doesn't matter how good you think you are. It's obvious. It's there, okay? And the devil wants to make you think that you're doing great and getting by and everything's just fine. It's not fine. The only thing is, is you're in a worse position because you think that you're fine. 
Jonah thought he was okay. Thought he was going to get away with running. But it caught up. Just as well as going to catch up with you. Every single time, it's going to catch up. And I don't want there to have to be some catastrophe in my life for me to realize what I'm doing. I don't want to have to have sickness come or, or, or death come or something to shake me up to see, okay, uh, uh, what are you doing here? Why are you doing this? Why, why aren't you praying? Why aren't you seeking me? Why aren't you doing this? You know, Jonah went and he was that voice. He was that warning to them. Okay? The preaching of the Word of God is a warning to us. It is to help us to stay awake, per se. It is to help us stay in focus and in tune with what God is saying to the church. When we try to dodge it. We try to hide from it. We try to, oh, they're talking to so-and-so. Oh, they're talking to somebody over here. Or, or they're talking to somebody over here. No, 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 no. When something is said across the pulpit, it is for each and every one of us. And when you start trying to point a finger to somebody else, you better, keep, you better check yourself out a little bit. Because it's very easy to point out somebody else's problems. Oh, there ain't no problem with me. I ain't got nothing wrong with me. But, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> Where are you at? <laughs> What's going on in your heart? Okay? That's what you need to be worried about. You wor- you let senior pastor worry about so-and-so. Okay? You worry about yourself and yourself only. And, that, and then everything's going to be okay. <laughs> I got enough problems going on in my own life. I don't got time to worry about somebody else's. I've got my own battles to worry about. i got my own family to keep in line and, and to raise up now. That's a job. <laughs> but it's an awesome job. I love living for God. I love the opportunity to have a chance to live for God. I have an opportunity in the truth to live for God. Amen. And, I, you know, I know that there are things that, that happen and there are things that we don't want to have happen sometimes in our life and, 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 and you know, all the, you know, but all, of course it's all just the devil trying to bring doubt and bring distraction and bring fear into our hearts. But I don't care what the devil brings. I don't care what he says. I don't care about that because I know now it's just the devil and he's going to keep doing it from now until that time. And so we've just got to understand that and say, okay, devil, do your thing. <laughs> Keep doing it. I don't care because it's not going to affect what I'm doing. I'm not going to run from what God's given me. I'm not going to ignore what God's given because it's more convenient to listen to you. And it's more convenient to do what you want me to do. Who cares? It's not right. Why settle for something that's not right? just because it's easy. Why settle for something that's not going to do what you need in your life just because everybody else is doing it? What purpose does that serve? None. It does you no good at all besides the fact that you feel a little better about yourself. Well, I'm sorry. I'm not about trying to make myself feel a little better and fit in a little bit nicer with everybody else. Okay, there are people that don't like me because of what I stand for, and I don't care. 
I have family members that think I'm crazy, and I don't care because I know what I'm believing in. I know in whom I'm trusting in this morning. And it does not affect me if you don't like it because I'm still going to do my job. I'm still going to lift up my hands. I'm still going to cry out with this voice that God has given me. Thank you, Jesus. And it doesn't matter if it's not the popular thing to do. You know, you, you read in your Bible, you're going to find the people of God. They, they were never, per se, the popular people with everybody. <laughs> and that's why God said He's called us out. He has set us aside. We are, we are the apple of His eye. We are His church. We are His bride. And so it doesn't matter if we don't fit in. It doesn't matter if everybody does like us. It doesn't matter because He loves us. He died for us. He's given us everything. <laughs> Amen. He has given us everything that we have. And yet you want to listen to everybody that's not doing and not appreciating what God's given them. We know it all, right? We got it all figured out. We got it all figured out until sickness comes. We got it all figured out until we're on our deathbed. We got it all figured out until we're realizing here that we're about to stand before God. And then all of a sudden, we're ready. <laughs> we're trying now. Okay? I don't want that to happen. I want to try every day God gives me. I want to praise Him. Every chance I've got, I want to praise Him. And I don't want to just say it. I don't want to just go through the motions of it. I want it to be from my heart. I want to mean. <laughs> when the song says, I feel like clapping my hands, I, I want to feel like clapping my hands because God has woke me up this morning. When it says, I feel like leaping for joy, I want to really feel like leaping for joy because God has given me another chance. I don't want it just to be the words I sing because it's the song being sung. That's not why we're singing songs to entertain us. It's to get us motivated. It's for us to get behind. This isn't a place to come to be entertained. This is a place to come to entertain His presence. It's a place to come to give Him thanks, to offer up your sacrifice of praise. He's done too much for us. We don't deserve anything that He has done. But every day, I'm going to try my best to give Him praise. I'm going to try my best to say, you know what, flesh? I know you're tired. I know that there's things going on, but I don't care. I'm going to give my God praise. Mm -hmm. The devil wants us to focus on everything that doesn't matter. Focus on your bank account. Focus on so-and-so. Focus on this. Focus on that. Focus on everything that's going wrong. Focus on everything that's falling apart. Oh, focus on the car breaking. All these different things. That's what he wants us to focus on. And he wants you to ignore the fact that you're here. Ignore the fact that you've got strength and ability. Ignore the fact that he's brought you through so many victories in your life. Just go ahead and ignore that for a while. And let's focus on the things that don't matter. the Bible say to set our affection on things above not that we you know where, where moth and rust will not corrupt 
The things the devil wants you to worry about, they're going to fall apart. They're not going to be here. Once you focus on relationships, oh, it's not going good. Hey, welcome to this world. <laughs> but if you don't get along with somebody, get along with somebody, that's not going to affect your salvation. Okay? That's not going to keep you out of heaven. But not praising God, that'll keep you out of heaven. Not giving him thanks for every day that he's given you and every opportunity he's given you, that is going to keep you out of heaven. Not surrendering yourself to his will and his call in your life, that is going to keep you out of heaven. So let's focus on the priorities here. Let's really look at what's important in our lives this morning. And then see what's going on. I guarantee you something this morning, if you will worship God with all of your heart and you give everything that you have to Him and you don't hold anything back and you don't think about anything else besides Him and you live your life that way, I guarantee you one thing. Number one, you're going to have joy in your life. You're going to have peace in your life. You're going to have understanding in your life. And you, that understanding is going to help you to see these things don't matter. <laughs> I remember being pulled between things I remember trying to do good but at the same time feeling a pull because there's try, God was trying to cut things loose and, and I, I wasn't ready to, to take that step of faith you know that is what faith is right the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen meaning we take the step per se of, of well we don't know where things are going to happen we don't know how things are going to work out but we have this back here that we know you know has got to buy somewhat right we're afraid to be cut loose from it and take the step of faith with God. And I remember being pulled, and, and, and it, was, it hurt physically. It hurt. And spiritually it hurt because it was trying my faith. But I know that day I decided I'm going to take the step. I'm going to get out of my comfort zone. I'm going to get out of the, the, the place of everybody's looking at me, everybody's watching me, everybody sees what I'm doing. Who cares? I'm going to take what God has for me to take. I'm going to walk in what God has provided me to walk in. I'm going to live in what God has provided for me to live in. And I'm going to be happy about it. I'm going to thank God every day for it. I'm not going to complain because it's not what I want. I'm not going to complain because it's not what somebody else has. But I'm going to be happy. I'm going to give Him thanks for whatever He provides me. I'm happy. Right now, with what God has provided me. I may not have all the money in the world, but I don't need all the money in the world. I may not have all these things, but I don't need those things. I just need the Holy Ghost, and He's given me that. I just need His blood, and He's washed me in that. You can't put a price tag on what God has given me. And I don't, even, I don't want to lower it down to being a price tag. People want to say, you know, put a price tag on this. There's no, there, there, there's no value to having your sins washed away. There's no comparison to when God fills you with the Holy Ghost. Nothing takes that place. Nothing can bring you that satisfaction in your life. Amen. I love Him this morning. I love Him with all of my heart. And I want to thank Him for this time. 
I want to thank him for everything he is working out. God is doing such good things. He's work, his hand is working in so many situations. He's bringing so many things to pass. And we're in the middle of it. We're in the middle of the greatest revival. And I'm not going to go anywhere. I don't want to go anywhere. I want to be right here in the middle of it, lifting up my hands and inviting people to the house of God, seeing God fill people with the Holy Ghost. Amen. And I want to be here doing this with a smile on my face. Be here with, with, with the Holy Ghost smile. You know, every day sometimes we have a different job that God gives us and, and different things that we have to do for Him. And, and, and every one of those days, you know, the Paul said, whatever place I find myself, I, I, I want to be content. I want to be happy. I want to, I want to be, I, he was happy just because he was being able to do the work of God. Whether he was being beaten, whether he was in jail, whether he was out preaching, whether people were getting the Holy Ghost, all these different things. What he's saying, I'm happy because I'm just able to do the work of God. I'm just having an opportunity, and so I just want to be thankful. <laughs> and so everything that God gives us, whatever we find any day, be happy about it. Be thankful. Because, you know, he didn't have to give you a chance to do it. And you may think it's small and insignificant, and you may think it has no, not any value to it whatsoever, but who are you to say? That's your place. That's your job. You know, the bird doesn't say, oh, I want to be an eagle. And the eagle doesn't say, oh, I want to be a tree. They're just doing what God's given them to do, and they're being happy about it. They're doing their father's business. And in our place, we just got to do our part. Whatever part it is, and be happy about it. And be excited about it. Yeah, excited. I'm excited about it. I don't need somebody to come and pump and prime me up. I don't need somebody to come and say, oh, remember that this? Oh, no, no, no. I'm excited because I know where I used to be. I'm excited because I see down the road a little bit. I see everything God's pulling together. I'm excited about that. I'm excited about that. And I'm going to praise Him. I'm going to praise Him right now. I'm going to praise Him this afternoon. I'm going to praise Him tonight. I'm going to praise Him tomorrow morning if He gives me a chance because He's been too good to me to let down. He's been too good to me to, to just sit down and be quiet. Hallelujah. Let's thank Him right now all over this house. Thank you, Jesus. You are worthy, Lord, of everything that we have right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. We thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm not going to run from his presence this morning. I'm going to run to his presence. I'm going to run to the place of opportunity. And say, Lord, here I am. Here I am, Lord. Whatever you need me to do, whatever I need to cut loose, whatever I need to let go of, whatever I need, show me for I can do it. Show me before it's too late. Show me before something great happens. Hallelujah. I want to praise Him right now. Hallelujah. Let's come up to this altar this morning. Hallelujah. Let's come and praise Him for everything that He's doing. Thank you, Jesus. I give you my soul. 
Everybody.